Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to share our podcast has been nominated in Boise Weekly's annual Best of Boise contest. And while it's an honor to be nominated, I have to admit it would be even more fun to win. If we've helped you connect to the city you love, go to the link in the show notes to vote for us by May 23rd. Thanks, Boise. Today on CityCast Boise, you may have heard there's a national vet shortage, but how's it hitting the Treasure Valley? Our lead producer, Frankie Barnhill, is here to tell us why finding a vet in town is becoming more difficult and to give us tips for finding a doc you love. Plus, is pet insurance a scam? It's Tuesday, August 22nd. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hey, Emma. So we've been super focused this month on our pups during the Dog Days of Boise series, but the humans who help care for our friends, they deserve some love too. So what's it like being a veterinarian right now? Yeah, uh, in one word, busy, I think will encapsulate a lot of what we're going to talk about. Um, I spoke with a few different people about this. One of them was uh, Jennifer Adkins, who we had on. Uh, She's the executive director from the West Valley Humane Society. We talked to her about what the shelter is going through right now and uh, their nonprofit shelter in Caldwell. And one of the things they're experiencing is that with so many dogs, so many cats in their shelter, um, their vet, their one uh, full-time vet, and they have several part-time vets, is busy nonstop. From the beginning of the day to the end of the day, they're in surgery, they're doing spay and neuter, they're dealing with injuries. Um, You know, you get strays in the shelter, so you can imagine the kinds of things that they're having to deal with, Um, dental care, even amputations. So, you know, all that busyness can, of course, lead to burnout and stress and not great mental and physical health and kind of, you know, it has trickle-down effects uh, when vets, vet techs and and the staff has um, all that going on all the time. Yeah, I know I've read that there's a national shortage of veterinarians, but how bad is it in Idaho? Yeah, there's definitely a supply and demand issue going on here. Uh, and we are seeing it reflected in Idaho and in the Treasure Valley, especially again at those nonprofit shelters, because they can't pay as well as competitively as private clinics, you know. Um, and there was a recent article that grabbed my attention earlier this summer in um, the Idaho Capital Sun. And the shortage could really, really affect us even worse in a few years, not just for small animal vets, um, you know, like pet vets, like for our dogs, but also a lot for livestock veterinarians. There's a big problem that there's a lot of livestock veterinarians that are about to retire and without really a new uh, new class of vets coming up to take their place. And that could then have trickle-down effects for uh, uh, vets like that you and I go to to take our dogs to in Boise. So what's to blame? What's the cause of that? 
There's a lot of factors, but I think a couple or one that I think is especially interesting is the lack of veterinarian schools in the country, which, of course, drives up competition generally to get into the school and then the costs and all of that. Um, There's I don't know if you've ever heard this adage that it's harder to get into vet school than med school. And there actually is truth to that. Um, And that's largely because, again, there's fewer vet schools than there are medical schools in America. But we have a lot of pets. So, uh, and especially in Idaho and in Boise, where we love our dogs, we found through this series we have more dogs per per uh, as compared to other cities in America. We just love our dogs so much, and so the demand is high, but the supply for veterinarians to take care of those animals isn't really meeting it. Um, I did speak with somebody else from uh, Daniel Hume. He's with uh, WestVet, which is an emergency and specialty hospital there in Garden City. I don't know if you ever had to take a, take oh, a pet Oh, I sure there. have. <laughs> okay. I sure have. Love them there. They're amazing. But cost of a small uh, Toyota Camry with 200,000 miles, like very expensive. Yeah, yeah. When we're talking about emergency room visits, of course, that's going to be more expensive. And he, he mentioned the intense competition over email Um, He and I were talking and he said that the limited amount of vet schools is definitely a major factor and it can turn off people who might be interested in going into veterinary medicine. And then they say, I'll just go into human medicine instead because uh, I know that I'll be able to find a job. I'll be able to get into a school more likely. And um, the pay once you get out is higher uh, if you're a human doctor. Um, And so a lot of these vets, they're coming out of veterinary school with just massive amounts of debt. And then the pay isn't necessarily the same. um, And it takes a long time to pay that off. So what does this mean for pet parents in Boise? Because I feel like I've had conversations with so many of my friends about who's your vet? How can I find a vet? Right. right. How do I get in? So uh, a couple things. Yes, it might take you uh, longer to find a vet or it might be trickier to to get the one that you want. Um, But then the big thing is costs. Um, Of course, a lot of this is tied to inflation. Uh, We've seen the cost of medicine, human medicine go up in recent years. It's also gone up for animals, too. Um, But of course, Pet insurance, which you can talk about a little bit later, isn't as much of a thing. And so uh, you're paying, you know, full price for whatever that is. And the clinics try to keep the cost down as much as they can, but like they have to pay their bills somehow, too. There's also the after effects of supply supply chain stuff from COVID um, that, you know, some of those medicines were hired to find for a long time. So in general, it's just been more expensive. A lot of some people haven't been able to keep up with those bills and therefore they have to get, you know, they have to hand over their dog to a shelter, which once again means that shelters like West Valley or Idaho Humane Society are seeing full shelters and a lot of dogs that need care at the, the those clinics at the shelters, um, which of course dries up cost as well. That's a really interesting point because you know I check the dogs every day on all the humane <laughs> yeah. societies. You know I'm obsessed. Yes. And that is something I've seen a huge influx of recently is dogs with pretty uh, expensive medical care yeah. saying this is a surrender because they couldn't keep up with their medical totally. issues. So so any solutions on the horizon? Yeah. So in that Idaho Capital Sun article, one of the people they spoke with, and I uh, talked with this person a little bit over email, 
Bell is just um, the he's the uh, Eric Bohm. He's the executive director of the Idaho Veterinary Medical Association. And he says one of the solutions would be more scholarships for veterinary students who need to go to school in Washington or in Utah, that that could help. Um, there's also this national group called Mars Veterinary Health, and they're looking at the shortage like across the country. And they say that one of the things that could help um, is to increase DEI efforts with young people who might be interested in going into vet med, um, as well as opening more vet schools in general, increasing access to telehealth for patients uh, could bring some of that uh, demand down for in the clinics too. So a few, a few different solutions to consider for sure. If someone's looking for a vet in Boise right now, are they even going to be able to find one? Is it that bad out there? I think it depends on who you call. I was able to call about eight different private clinics very recently, and most of them were accepting new patients. But the question of how soon you can get in and will you get the vet that you really want? Not so sure about that. That just depends. Um, so there were at least a couple, though, that just flat out aren't accepting new patients. And uh, it was about this time last year that I was calling around to get Daphne into her vet uh, to, to find a vet. And I recall... It took, I think it was four clinics that I called before I found a fifth one that did accept, was accepting new patients. So, you know, anecdotal, but it does seem like it's improved a little bit. However, it meant that we were driving further than we wanted to, to take her to uh, a vet clinic. We didn't get a clinic that was close by that would be nice and more convenient. So you'll probably find one. It might take a little bit of work and it might not be exactly where you want or, or which vet you want. Any tips for finding a vet? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just doing your research, asking people, <laughs> asking people who have dogs, uh, who they go to, uh, what their experience has been like, and then calling around. Um, there's, of course, Facebook groups and stuff that uh, post and you can post in about about dogs um, and finding a vet that could work for your dog. Um, but honestly, I think the best thing is, and this is how I, uh, part of the reason why I found the vet clinic and it felt assured, even though it was further away than I wanted to take Daphne, was that a friend of mine said they're a great vet. So I felt I felt confident. It's funny, this question I'm going to ask you years ago, I would have poo-pooed and I would have like rolled my eyes, you know, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but not anymore, honestly, because now I have an older dog who was so expensive. But do you have pet insurance for Daphne? I don't. And I've gone back and forth about getting it so many times. And I don't know, it's kind of like, I have questions about it. And I'm really curious if any of our listeners have pet insurance. Do you have insurance? I don't, but, and I, I would have made fun of it, but um, recently we were hanging out with some friends and they have a, a problematic cat, their words. Okay. And <laughs> they were telling us they got pet insurance for him because he has all these health issues. And they were like, oh. it's like seven bucks a month through our work. Uh, it is great. They were like, he's on multiple medications. He has to go in for x-rays and blah, blah. And they were like, as, you know, as old as chip is, you should, mm. you should definitely have health insurance uh, or pet insurance. What do you think? Do you think it's worth it? I can't tell. I haven't gotten it yet because I'm like kind of like weighing it. Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, Daphne's young. So in theory, I think, you know, pet insurance does work similarly to humans insurance. So I think 
yeah, our monthly bill will be less expensive for her, hopefully. She doesn't have any pre-existing conditions that we know of, which I do know that if you do have dogs, a dog with uh, what would be deemed a pre-existing uh, condition, that can be more challenging to get insurance for. Um, and honestly, yeah, it sounds like more companies need to offer uh, pet insurance as a part of the package because as we've talked about through this Dog Days of Boise series, like more and more people are treating their dogs as as their kids. And even if they don't, like you, you have kids and you have dogs. Um, you want them to have the best care possible. And there are more insurance options, more, more companies that are doing dog and pet insurance than previously. So you would think that that could drive down costs, that that could make things more affordable long term. But I'm honestly super curious. So yeah, if anybody has pet insurance and wants to tell us about their story, what they think of it, email us, boise at citycast.fm. We we also we asked our audience about their experiences with pet doctors in Boise, uh, and we got a ton of responses. But I want to start with mine because yes, I <laughs> love my vet. I am so nuts about them. Uh, we have been going to the Bench Animal Hospital for almost twenty years, I guess. Now wow. I'm doing the math of how old my dogs are and going like, yep. oh yeah. Um, and, and they are so great. Our vets are Dr. Andrews and Dr. Davis. And I'm like reluctant to tell people about them because they are so busy, um, <laughs> which does not affect the quality of care. They are yeah. phenomenal there. They're so wonderful. And they're very practical and very affordable. Uh, I always crack up because we've been bringing Chip in for so many years where they're always like, well, I mean, he's 19, so I don't know why you keep bringing this dog here, but he just keeps living through stuff. So every time we go in, they're so sweet to us. But um, they're so wonderful. But um, And I have a couple friends who go there. I've recommended them to people over the years. A quick little funny story. This is so many years ago, but my kids had a guinea pig that mm -hmm. got sick and we brought it in. And uh, one of the vets was like, like, checked it out and then pulled me outside and said, like, she's old, she's going to die, but just so that the kids feel like we're doing something. Sure. They they gave it saline and like did Aww. a couple of things to make it feel like, <laughs> oh, shot. and yeah, said, yeah. oh, she's, you know, she's very comfortable, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's not much you can do. She's a rodent and you don't yeah. need to spend $400 on a rodent for sure. <laughs> right, but right. I just thought that was so practical and kind of like a small town vet that is yeah. pretty practical. I mean, they know that you they, you love your dog, but they're also very open to the idea that maybe you don't have $1,500 to spend. And so right. they always give you sort of a range of options, which I think is super, yes. super important. What else did we hear from people? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The empathy that you just said in that story just tells me everything. Um, yeah. We heard a really empathetic story uh, from reader Erica, who said that several years ago, um, her senior greyhound was attacked by another adult another dog and it was like after 6 p.m on like a friday so of course you know trying to find a vet or get a vet in i mean there's the the emergency hospitals but um she was able to get in with uh dr carrie reyna she wanted to give her a shout out because she stayed late that night to do surgery on her on her girl and um, her greyhound lived uh, after that and had a really uh, good life and so um, shout out to Dr. Reyna but there's so many amazing amazing vets in the Treasure Valley and in Boise who care so so much and with Boise being a place again that has so many dogs um, we need to definitely uh, give them um, uh, you know just really really take care of our vets at the same time that we're taking care of our dogs I think that's important. Yeah, I want to shout out West Vet because um, I made fun of them a little earlier for being expensive, <laughs> but 
Uh, Chip ate some poison that somebody in our neighborhood was poisoning cats. And he ate some poisoned feces uh, like he loves to do. And he was very, very sick, vomiting um, in the night. We took him around 2 a.m. And uh, they were so great and so fast and so helpful. Absolutely saved Chip's life. And um, we were able to get into our regular vet the next day. But they were just like on it. They were so quick. So, yeah, Yeah. uh, (laughs) you know. Worth it was very expensive, but you know we've gotten another couple years out of him since then. So I mean, couldn't really put a price on that in a lot of ways. So um, that's incredible. Very, very helpful and very, very sweet there. And again, like that empathy of being like, okay, for four hundred we can do this. Right. For fifteen we can do the full. Blah blah blah. We were like, love him, but take the much cheaper option. Sorry, yeah. bud, we don't have sure. that kind of money. But you know, yeah. I think I think a lot of people have to make those hard calls. Um, Anything else to add? This has been a really great conversation. Yeah, I just think in general, be patient with Mm -hmm. vets, with vet techs, with the receptionists when you make those calls to try to get in. Um, When you go to the clinic, you know, get there uh, five to 10 minutes ahead of time. Be be prepared to potentially wait a little bit. Um, You know, have treats for your dog to keep them comfortable while you're waiting. Um, These folks are under a lot of stress. I mean, we've seen that during the COVID years with the human doctors um, who were put in some really horrible situations by people just being awful. Um, And so uh, veterinary clinics were not immune to that. Uh, And I think just in general, just, yeah, just be patient, be kind, Um, know that these folks are doing the best to keep our dogs and cats and pets of all kinds um, healthy. I love that. And I gave you my recommendation, Boise. Do not let me hear that you've been rude to the receptionist at Boise Bench. That woman is a saint. Yeah. And Emma works will harder come than... for you. Yes. <laughs> all right, Frankie, thanks for all this info. I'm sure this is going to be a lot really helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm so glad. Thanks, Emma. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, tell your vet. We'll be back tomorrow morning with some late-season gardening tips. Bye!